What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. Um, I got myself a guest here today. And, you know, for the first time, we're going with a guest, somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to my bullshit, and somebody to give another opinion on something. And this guy, Patrick, he, he's been a friend of mine for a while now. He's a brother of one of my really good friends. And I'm bringing him in because... This will always have something to say about the fights. So um, whether it, he agrees with me or doesn't agree with me, um, either which way, it's always fun to talk to him. And we're usually talking over social media, Facebook or something, or he'll post something I haven't even seen yet. So sometimes he gets to jump on me. But uh, welcome in, Patrick, man. Thanks for showing up and coming to hang out with me. Yeah, what's up, man? Happy to be here. Happy to go some rounds. Shout out to Josh, who uh, introduced us. and. Yeah, man. Excited to talk some fights. Yeah, that fool doesn't know enough. Otherwise, I'd have him on. I'm just kidding, Josh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if he'd want to. Sweaters. Right? I don't know if he'd want to come on here. But, yeah, I'm glad you got the sweater thing in there, man. It's so fun to be able to talk that shit. Nobody else knows what we're talking about unless they know Josh. And then they'll know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. And thanks, everybody, for showing up and See what I got going on today. It's a new little bit of a scene here with a new background. You know, just some different stuff. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it going. Um, we're gonna do pretty much a big recap of UFC 279 because man, was that shit crazy between the weigh-ins, the miss weight, the fights themselves, and all the other shit mixed in between. Uh, it was crazy, and I wasn't yeah. even at home to watch it like I normally do. So it felt even crazier because I'm with this fool um, in a different <laughs> city. So we were out there hanging out, watching the fights. You know, it's nice to watch fights with different people sometimes because, you know, there's different perspectives. You get to watch fights with other people mixed in that don't know as much or maybe have a different opinion of what happened in the fights. So it's good. It's a good thing uh, to be around different people. Yeah. And we don't get to hang out all that often, so it was cool. And that's why I wanted to get you in here and have you jump on so you can talk about it with me and we can talk shit about whatever we saw. So yeah. glad you're here, man. Um, How, like, first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, like, how'd you get into watching UFC or MMA in general? Like, what? <laughs> how long? how long have you been watching? I've been watching for a long time. So my introduction to... MMA uh, is what I like to call it because people a lot of times just associate UFC as that being the sport and yeah. you don't do UFC, you do U MMA. <laughs> um, yep. My introduction to it was actually through pride fighting championships. So I was watching that before UFC um, back when there was blockbuster video, I would go and check out different things and uh, big Vanderlei fan. He's the guy that introduced me to, to the sport and made me a fan. Yep. So, yeah, I was watching him and then just been keeping up with it ever since, man. And now UFC, obviously, the premier organization. I think they maintain the the best roster with the most exciting fighters. So it's easy to follow them. But there's a lot of other people out there that got some up and coming people that are that are looking pretty good, too. So and see, this is this is what I'm talking about. People, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. At least enough to keep himself going. Because <laughs> as anybody that watched Pride and can talk about Pride knows something. Even if they don't watch anymore and they don't keep up with the shit that's happening these days, 
just talk. We could have a whole show about talking about tribes with how many fighters came out of there, went there, never fought anywhere else, anything like that. Those fights were insane. Just the the setup of that organization and you know everything behind the scenes. If you heard any of the stories or seen any of the videos, there was a lot of shit yep. going down during those times. And it's old days, you know, the old days when there's some real ass kickers. And that didn't give a shit, uh, even more so than the guys today. This past weekend, you know, the so-called gangsters. <laughs> some of them are, some of them aren't. But, you know, they did some of that shit that happened all the time back in the day in Pride. So, yeah, if you're talking about Pride and you know what you're talking about, then you know some shit. So I'm glad to have you here, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, like, I would say, what's the most prominent time in the UFC where you like really can say, I guess UFC specific, where you can really say that you were started watching and, and pretty much kept watching from there. Yeah. Well, starting out for UFC, uh, the first guy, and this, this, I guess is a little controversial for some people, but I was a big Tito Ortiz fan, you know, (laughs) hate it or love it, but I was, I was a Tito fan. And then, uh, obviously watching the rivalry between him and Chuck come up and then seeing Chuck's like just the Chuck era where he was the most dominant fighter on planet earth for like three, four years, that dude was nothing to mess with. So that, and then I was a big BJ Penn fan too. He was kind of the original guy that was jumping from weight class to weight class was down to fight anybody. Like he used to have just scrap on his shirt for a reason because that's what he was about. Just scrapping. So those guys kind of made me a big fan. And then it evolved from there. You know, you start getting into um, like the people that were more thinking man's fighters, like your George St. Pierre's and now Kamaru Usman, you know, is kind of that same way. You know, these these guys are keep like getting better and better as these generations are coming out. So, you know, yeah, just I, keeping up with it and, 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 and seeing everybody come along, you know, it's exciting. Right. And fucking Tito. I mean, you, you, have, people hate him. I, I wouldn't, nah, I kind of hate him. No, I, I don't hate him. I, I respect what he did for the fight game. And you know what? I get it. Like, I get why people don't like him a little bit. Yeah. And you, but you know, he, he was part of an era where there was those big rivalries, him and, him and Chuck. You can't beat that kind of shit, man. I mean, it, but to watch Chuck kick the shit out of him was, I don't know. That was, that felt good. I liked that. But I'm a dick like that, so if I don't like somebody, I'm just like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, you're gonna root for them to get owned. Yeah, I gotta say though, I did see Tito in Vegas one time, and he was cool. You know, I I didn't like necessarily meet him face to face, but I was around where he was because I was waiting to actually get a another fighter's autograph. Like I said, I'm a dick, so I'm waiting there, like waiting for <laughs> someone else, and and he's standing there, and I, you know, he was talking other fans and stuff and he was cool so i can't yeah. hate on his career i mean he he was good he was a great fighter and you know he was a champ so it's not much you can say more than that it's just his attitude was the thing that a lot of people didn't like and, and i get it i always respected the fact that he came out to some eminem that was dope so yeah i did like that and then um, yeah yeah i mean those were the days and and i kind of miss those days because that's around the same time i was watching like when I really got into it and started learning things, so it's a good flashback. I wish we had, uh, wish we had fighters like that still. But you know, new breed, new era. 
and it's more mainstream now, so it's tough to still kind of save that kind of stuff and have it stick around, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, um, I just wanted to get a little bit of insight into, you know, I, I knew your favorite fighter was Vanderlei. I mean, is he your favorite overall fighter, or is he kind of at, just at the top, like, top three? No, to, the, to, to this day, three? my top three ever? Yeah. Like, all yeah. time or right now? So, top three ever, and this is my personal preference, not putting in, you know, who I think is the best fighters of all yeah, ever, no, no, but no, the no. guys this that I like. So, yeah, it was definitely have to be Vanderlei, BJ Penn, and then... You know, trying to think of someone that right now that I personally liked a lot is actually Cain Velasquez. So oh, I, okay. I was a big fan of his. Yeah. Right. So those three guys, I think, were the big ones for me. Um, but, you know, the great thing about fighting, right, is that. Like, it to me, it's it's like the purest form of competition, right? So. Any any time that there's there's fights, like whether it's boxing, even just wrestling or kickboxing like whatever it is it's like that stuff is all exciting man it's like you know to watch the people coming up and then the stories that they have the backgrounds and then to see them like kind of achieve their their goals and work hard to get to that you know you you, you uh follow these stories and you get enamored with these people man so it, it it it's uh it's it's all about like the spectacle you know what i mean for sure and before we get too far away from it fucking free cane people what the fuck is wrong with you he did something noble. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Fuck that. He shouldn't be in jail. That's my my quick little tidbit. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you. Yeah, I, I agree. Know. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I was gonna say. Uh, no, yeah. Every everybody always talks about like what they would do in that situation. And he did it. So for sure, for sure. You know, and he may have been reckless, but it is what it is. Like you're gonna be reckless in a situation like that. So and fuck that dude's dad too for get being in the way. Like. And, and quit trying to cause problems, motherfucker. You're a son of a shit. So exactly. And if I if people don't like that, well, fuck you too. Um. <laughs> um uh, so BJ Penn though is is definitely on on my top. You know, I I can't even make a list. I could just start talking about. But I would I could start talking about a lot of people. But I would definitely put BJ Penn up there. He he was always one of my favorites. Anderson Silva, and of course Nate Diaz, and yeah, be surprised by that. I mean, the Diaz brothers in general, but I definitely followed Nate from the get go. Once he was on the Ultimate Fighter, like I heard of him beforehand, but I, you know, I, I didn't even know where to find out where he was yeah. fighting or anything. But I was always yeah. definitely a fan of like people that just came to fight, like the guys that you could count on to be in good stuff. And oh, yeah. Diaz is certainly like one of those guys that anytime he's on a card, you're just like stoked because you know you're going to see a good fight, win or lose. He comes with it. And then, you know, the shoot-to-box guys, like that style, the Anderson Silva's, the Tiago Alves's, Vanderlei, Shogun, you know, the guys that came out of that camp, I think if if you were to take um, someone that wasn't a fan of fighting and just showed them a highlight reel of shoot-to-box fighters, it's like you, you couldn't help but to become a fan after that. You know, these guys were yeah. tornadoes of violence and punches and kicks and stomps and just the the funnest style to watch, I think. Yes. And the guys that did from that camp, a lot of them evolved into awesome fighters. So. Yeah. Just hearing shoot the box is like holy fuck. That's bringing back some memories, <laughs> man. Like you get the chills just thinking about like the crazy shit they got into. They're just a bunch of savages, man. Yeah. 
But in like keeping up with the events of 279, you know, th- those guys backstage were going at it, especially back in the Pride days and stuff like that. Some of the videos that you could find out there on YouTube and all the different places, like those guys got down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some of those videos didn't surface right away. So when they finally did, man, people just went nuts watching all that shit and what happened back there. So pretty dope. I mean, it's. You know, I've heard mixed things about the video. The one video, I've only seen one of the backstage happenings of <laughs> 79, and it's like, I can see why some people are thinking that it's some bullshit and maybe whatever, but, you know, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give into that conspiracy theory type thing at the moment because everybody has their reasonings for all of it. You know, Brendan Schaub is like the one kind of heading up this whole theory that they did it on purpose because it's not you know and he has some really good points he really does like i i I saw something on twitter somebody kind of breaking down what he said and and some of the things that he brought up and they're like check next to that because that's true check next to that because that's true and everything that they were saying is true kind of true and it can be backed up so yeah i I followed up with some of the stuff that he said and I kind of tend to agree with you with that, you know, you kind of don't want to delve into the conspiracy theory stuff, but I'll say this to the UFC, man, like even in situations like that, they can, they have the roster and they have the means that they can still put on great events. And even with 279, like going off the rails and all the craziness that happened, arguably we got a better event because of that stuff and better fights because all that stuff happened. So re- regardless of the pre-fight shenanigans and all the BS that happened, you know, I, I I thought we came out with a better event. I was much more excited to watch Diaz fight Ferguson than I was to see him, you know, in, in my opinion. And I'm sorry, but he was, I think he was going to get mauled by. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, and I so, thought the same thing. I was only excited to see if maybe, just maybe, he does what he did to Leon Edwards, except a little bit earlier, and is able to follow up. But you know, I had I didn't really have any hope to be honest with you, with the odds looking like they did, on top of what I know and what everyone else knows. Yeah, I mean it was pretty obvious, but we didn't even have to worry about it because we just got a good fight instead. It was entertaining, and they, you know, Diaz being Diaz, we'll get into that though right now in a bit. Um, yeah. the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh. And I totally just lose it. Um, well, you know, let's just get into <laughs> yeah. a couple of things here. I got one thing I did want to bring up. It's kind of on a sad note. You know, we're sitting here having a good time, able to talk about things. But I'm not sure if a lot of people know who Elias Theodoro was. But um, unfortunately, he passed away recently. He had liver cancer, which, I mean, it's yeah. sad because he actually didn't tell a lot of people. Like, a lot of people close to him didn't even know, which is even crazier and makes me respect him even more. Not that you earn respect by not telling somebody that, but a lot of people use it in weird ways. So for him not to tell people, it's like, damn, I knew that's the kind of guy he was. He didn't want people to worry about him. He didn't want people to feel bad for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's just 34 years old, man. It's way too, way too young. You know, he had a whole career that he had in the UFC and he was continuing outside of the UFC. I guess he fought at the end of last year was the last time he fought. 
but a lot of people that I've heard didn't even know that he was didn't even know if he was like sick or not because I guess he would cover everything up and stuff. So I just wanted to give a moment to you know kind of remember him and I don't know if you knew much about him, but uh, he was a guy I followed just because he was on the Ultimate Fighter and stuff. Yeah, I definitely um hadn't seen um too much of him on the ultimate fighter obviously after i heard about what had happened i kind of did my research on him and you know it sucks man anytime you have someone in that situation especially that young with with family and stuff like that you know it sucks you hate to see it so rest in peace to him and you know sucks for his family and stuff like that he uh something funny though about him is (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how many people know this, but he was a ring boy. Now, if you look at him right oh, here, wow. <laughs> yeah, if you look at him right here, obviously, you know, I'm not scared to say it. He's a handsome dude. And if you saw him with his hair down and, and his locks flowing, <laughs> I mean, this fool was, you know, I mean, he has the looks for sure. And obviously, he's a fighter and, he, and he's in great shape. So, and he's one of, I think he was like 170. So, you know, he's right there. But anyway. He was on Invicta Fighting Championship, and he was a ring a ring boy. He went out there like in some small shorts and walked around with the cards and did the damn thing. And I gotta give him props for it because, you know, a lot of dudes would go out there and and act a fool or or something like that. And he you know he had fun with it, but he took you know he did it and and he always said he wanted to and he he at least did it in Invicta, which is cool. That's a well known organization. Yeah. So it was kind of perfect. An all women's organization. You got the male ring card guy. So it was kind of funny. So I wanted to bring that up too because a lot of people don't know that he did that. I'm sure there's yep. a video out there of it. Um, I don't, I can't remember because it was a while back that he did that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. So anyway, yep. you know, rest in peace to him and hopefully his family is dealing with it the best they can. And you know, yeah, you know, it takes it that. takes a real man to. Put on a pair of booty shorts and walk around a ring for sure. So no doubt, no doubt. And he did, and he did it too. So, um, so let's go ahead and get into our recap here. There's the updated picture because, of course, the old one circulated even in the weigh-ins. I'm not sure if you paid attention to that. I don't know if you watched the weigh-ins. Yeah, but the big screen on stage of the weigh-ins still had the old poster. It was, I mean, which. You can't do much about that. It's tough to try to get those kind of visuals out in time for something that big. Well, and that, and that speaks to the craziness of, like, the whirlwind of what they had to do to to get that event to go off still. So Definitely. And what you were saying yeah, earlier, you know, for, for them to pull off the, the switching of things, making the deals work, I know they got um, – Dana said some shit about, oh, nobody got paid. They, they have contracts. It's like, oh, you're so full of shit. Everybody got paid. Because that's the only way you made those fights happen. So that's one yeah. thing I did, you know, agree with, with Shab about how he was lying about that. Because you know damn well, Daniel Rodriguez actually said that he got he got paid. He's like, oh, I'm sure everybody got paid. But I for sure got yeah. paid. So I want to say I, I saw a quote from Diaz who who said that he, he, he like, couldn't count as much okay. money as they as they gave him to continue on with the event because realistically and as dirty as they were trying to do Diaz, he could have screwed them and said, no, I'm not going to fight. You know, homie didn't make weight. What do you want me to do? And he would have been totally within his rights, but knowing Diaz, you know, he's not going to do that. Yeah. And I think if they would have pushed for him to continue with that fight, 
I think it would have been a hell of a more of a problem. So uh, the fact that they switched it up got Tony to agree. You know, that's that's what made the card, and that's why we got these three fights. Even though this was the mess of the mess right here, and poor, uh, I won't even try to say Lee Ding Liang. Yes, I, <laughs> I always do it because I know how to say it, and I hear it right in my head, and then I go to say it, and I'm like. Yeah, I'm know. glad you said it because I, I wasn't even <laughs> going to try to attempt. Attempt. We'll just, I was just going to say Lee. <laughs> yeah, or we'll just call him the Leech because that is his his fight name. So there you go. But that poor dude. I don't know if you watched all that, but he was out there all smiles, getting his suit. He was all ready in the embedded episode, and he was all happy. And then they like shut him down from going on the stage. That's when all the crazy shit happened. He was about to run up there. He was all happy. It's like a little kid that was all, sorry, you can't play here. And he just turned around and put his head yeah. down. It's like, damn. So, and then he got a rough fight. And, and I don't know. I, I kind of feel like he won. I mean. No, I agree. I think the judges totally got that fight wrong. Um, yeah. And, it, and that's, you know, they say it all the time. There's that saying, you know, you never want to leave your fight in the hand of the judges. And that was a perfect case as to why, because. You know, the fight that I watched, he was controlling the fight. I think he was landing most of the shots. He was doing more damage. Um, you know, Rodriguez had his moments, but it, it's it's hard for me to say that Lee didn't get robbed. You know what I mean? Right. He, he he definitely deserved the win for that one. Yeah. Well, the one I do before we get into those fights, though, I do want to bring up one of the early prelim fights, which was this crazy <laughs> motherfucker. I, and, and that's going to keep playing because that's insane. Like, how does this fool do that? I would break my ass. I would break my neck. I'd probably break a leg. Like, I can't do that shit. And that fool's huge. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Have you ever seen him dancing? Yeah. And then, and then I, I wanted to say, too, like, I didn't, I didn't follow up to see who got, like, all the performance of the night awards. But that fight should have been, pro like, fight of the night because yeah. – he survived through some adversity to come around it and get the finish. So props to him, man. Like if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's definitely a, a, a big time contender coming up. So, yeah, and, and a little, there's a lot of interesting fights for him moving forward too. Right. It's a little dangerous because in every one of his fights, he's one of those dudes that gets hit and gets hit a lot, but he can take it, but then he gets rocked. And if he can survive yeah. getting rocked, he comes back with a vengeance and he's fucking somebody up. And then he does this. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he reminds me of like Derek Lewis a lot in, yeah. in a way. Like they're, they're very different fighters and, and, and do a little bit of different things. But he has that same like kind of personality that just makes you want to watch. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. He's, and, and just to see how happy he is all the time. It, it's crazy. I just learned this on Monday. Apparently his wife just passed away. Like, a oh, wow. Time. I didn't even know that. Nobody did. Like, I'm, I'm wow. listening to a well-known MMA, like, journalist, and he had no idea. And so this was, like, something that was kind of under the radar. And he has kids, so that's even worse. Like, it's bad enough to lose your spouse, you know, but to have kids, too, and have to, like, learn how to live life without your wife there, man, I, I couldn't even imagine. So that's insane. But for him to come out and fight, and, and during his fight camp, this happened. I guess she had... uh. What was it? Um, and I don't remember. It was some kind of weird disease or something. And basically, she just couldn't survive anymore. 
So that's wow. That's sad. I mean, and he's always such an upbeat dude. Like he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't say anything. You know, no, normally you get a win like this and you come out there and say, you know, I'm a yeah, I definitely or something. From his interviews and everything that I saw, you know, you would have never known. Right. So yeah, that's crazy. I that's I that was breaking news to me. Right. Yeah. If, if listening to him talk about it too, like he keeps a he keeps a good attitude and an upbeat attitude about all of it. He just discusses it how he wants to, and and then that's it. So I, I got a lot of respect for this dude, Chris Barnett. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned his name. That's his name, though. Yeah, Chris Barnett. Uh, I'm over here amazed by his fucking butt bomb flip <laughs> over here, and it, it, his his description of this um <laughs> hilarious. They're asking him like, "How do you do this? Like, doesn't it hurt?" And he's all, "Are you kidding me? You see the donkey I got in the back here? He's all, I'm like Megan the Stallion." <laughs> so that shit is. So funny, dude. Like, it, this guy is funny. I can only wish to have the half of the enthusiasm and, and just funny shit that he has going for personality that he has. Man, it's just funny. And it's all right there. Yeah. You can see it. So, anyway. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one to, to keep your eyes on, especially the way that he fights, man. You, you just oh, yeah. can't say enough good things about it. And then he was coming off of another big victory, too, where he had a, another impressive finish. So, yeah. Yeah, sick spinning wheel kick and he knocks a fool out and it doesn't look like he could do he could throw and a it, kick that was yeah and with the with the build that he has like you know you, you do not see that coming I, i'm just saying man i mean it, that would probably be what i look like with the shirt off and and yeah i'm not doing half of what he can do so that's <laughs> i gotta give that guy props and that's why i wanted to bring him up because he's he's nuts he's cool he's a great fighter which is the main point of all of this but then, yeah, just hearing about how he handled the death of his wife and everything, and coming back and fighting like he did, man, you got to give that dude props. So, yep. Barnett, man, keep doing the damn thing. I love it. And I love this. I'll watch this shit all day. Just watching the clip. <laughs> the other I'm surprised nobody with... has taken this and started doing, like, the memes with it, where they have him, like, breaking through the ring or doing something with it. I'm sure they're coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. The edit's got to be there somewhere. I didn't look for him. I didn't even think about that. Because I don't know if you saw the one with Leon uh, Edwards and Kamara Usman. Did you see that? I one? saw it when you shared oh, it. Oh, that was sick. I was like, oh my god, I gotta share this one because that's dope. Just him like falling, ripping through the. Oh, that's kind of something that yeah. would have uh, been cool with this one if he would have like fell through the cage and then wound up like in some kind of paradise or something with like drinks in his hands while he's doing this. That would have been yep. hilarious. I'm sure they're there out there or they're coming. Oh yeah. We're gonna see him for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. I, I I can't wait to see what they got next for him. I, I don't think he's gonna get like huge names, but I'm sure they'll give him a good fight and hopefully he comes out no. doesn't get knocked around like he has been. Oh, and makes weight. I do have to point that out. He didn't make weight. Yeah, that was, was one of the many. Among the other things that were crazy about this event, this was like the first time that I had seen something, at least in a while, where there was multiple fighters that didn't make weight. And obviously with, with the yeah, with the main event and Kamzat missing by as much as he did, I think that kind of took all the um attention away. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he will do that, but I I think and and you touched on this too when we were talking before that I guess the doctor for this event had hit up a, a lot of people that were cutting weight and kind of was giving them the ax saying that the, he didn't want them to continue. So 
you know, we'll we'll see how that works moving forward, especially for events in Las Vegas. Yeah, the the Nevada State Athletic Commission should have all the same doctors, at least in rotation. So I don't know who this doctor was, but um, I heard from multiple fighters on multiple different shows about how the doctors kept coming back to tell them they couldn't, like they couldn't. That's what Hamzad said. That was the biggest thing his coach went on and said that you know the doctor wouldn't let him and. You know, what can you do at that point? You can't really do anything, which is why it seemed like he didn't give a shit when he weighed in and was overweight because he was like, I can't do nothing about it. They won't let me cut anything. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And, you know, of course, you, it's better to show remorse in certain ways, but when it's really not, his his fault was not being ready, like in, far enough ready to not have to cut that much weight. So that's his problem, and that is his fault. But, you know, the, the doctor stopped him from that kind of sucks. But if it's for his own good, it's for his own good. You know, that's yeah. Well, I, the back. <laughs> I was hearing a couple of people talk about this and I think as, as a fighter, you know, to me, it seems like 80% of, of the job is, is making weight. You know what I mean? So yeah. he may want to, I don't know. I mean, like he, he's, he's in a camp with guys that know what they're doing. So the fact that they, that he came in that heavy, I was, you know, pretty annoyed that 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 had happened, you know, especially because it put such a cool fight in jeopardy and 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 an event like that, you know. So, yeah, it sucked. He he didn't he didn't make any uh any friends by doing that. I don't think. And according to Dana, which take that with whatever, but uh, according to Dana, he said that Hamzat came in into Vegas and they, he weighed in right away to see where he was at, and I guess he was at a weight that was lower than the last time he fought when he came in. So that's why they were like, you know, we don't know what happened here, blah, blah, blah. So the medical condition, medical reasons or whatever is because the, the doctor from the uh, commission said that he couldn't, he couldn't do anything. That's why he was still able to fight because he could fight at a higher weight. I know a lot of people had questions about that. And he fought, he still fought that night and he just fought at a higher, at a catch weight. Because as long as he didn't cut any more weight, he's fine to fight. Which everything is fine with him physically. Just whatever the doctor saw and decided that it wasn't safe anymore, he fired that. You know, that's what that is. So at least he still fought, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, next fight, um, Kudilaba and uh, by the way, I always I always forget. I don't know why it's alcohol. Johnny fucking Walker. Johnny Walker. <laughs> but I get him yeah. Her, I get him and her mansion mixed up so i think that's why i always second guess myself but uh yeah that that's a nasty choke right there with his, with his, his lower half bent one way and it's uh yeah well and then this fight was pretty crazy because it, it was a nice bit of a scramble on the ground so for him to set that submission up you know he he had been fishing for it for a bit and trying to get it for, for a little bit on the ground. And then finally, when he got it, you know, it, it, it was pretty perfect, you know, the setup and then getting him in the rear naked, getting him to tap. And this was a big win for him. And, you know, from what I saw, very impressive, like he's a guy, I think that, uh, I don't know, man, like he, he's, he's had like some ups and downs, but you can tell that the potential for him to be really good is there. So if he's, focused and about his business i i think he's one of those guys that could go pretty far he definitely has like the the size especially for the division that he's in to be a real threat to some of these guys for sure 
and he's fun to watch. I mean, he when he wins, he gets good finishes. You know, he, he's he's a fun fighter. Yeah, he's got those crazy strikes, the long limbs. Um, I think he's like six, six. I think is that him? Like six three, six four, maybe. But, yeah, he he's a big I mean, dude. He always seems way taller and bigger than everyone else. So he's just got to stop doing dumb shit that he gets hurt from. Because when he got hurt doing this fucking shit, you know. Yeah, exactly. He does <laughs> that again. That's when he went down a little bit. Was when he got hurt because he hurt his shoulder doing the fucking worm, and then he goes out and does it again. This was actually the fight, and it's yeah. he's funny. I think. But it's way less entertaining than Chris Barnett. That's for damn sure. Yeah. He, he was talking in an interview too, or I, I think I saw something online that I was reading that he felt like he was poisoning himself by doing like CBD oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like, dude, so, the, the, some people are on worst enemy, man. <laughs> yeah. So he said, you know, because there's a little bit of T, there's a minimal amount of THC in all CBD, which I know is true to an extent. It depends on what you're using. So, you know, I've looked into a lot of the CBD stuff because I've, I've been on it myself and used it myself. So, um, I, I apparent maybe he's just allergic to THC. Maybe that's why. But he, he didn't really bring himself across too well with his explanation. Might be a, a language thing. I don't know. But, you know, he, what he, the way he explained it and the way he went into it, it just kind of, it's like, demonizing something that everyone knows to be good except it didn't mm-hmm. work for him so you know maybe he did say that at one point in time but i wish he would have brought it more about like there's something about me that doesn't agree with this you know with this way of you know cbd in general or thc whichever one he was it was reactive so i wish he would have done it that way but yeah you know it is what it is everybody has their feelings and and, and whatever was fucking them up uh if he thinks that's what it was and stopped, well, good for him. I hope that that's going to help him fighting and going to bring him back, you know, to fighting where he was the first time out. Definitely. Shoulder surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm actually really excited to see what's going to be next for him. He's uh, like we were just talking about, you know, if he if he could keep his head on straight, he he sky might be the limit for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kutalaba. I mean, he's gonna keep going because that dude's a savage. He was the he was the favorite, and he was the favorite to win by submission. Instead, he lost that way, so that was kind of crazy. But I'm sure he's gonna come back and and have another good fight somewhere notable because he's there at that level to get the probably the higher of the mid range names to fight. So and he's just gonna keep working his way up. So this was a interesting fight. It just you know I. Th- I was hoping for something a little crazier uh, as far as the exchanges. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't extremely great. Like, I've seen both of these guys fight in great fights before. Yeah. So, I think they canceled each other out a little bit, and then, you know, yeah. Hunter just found a way to get on top. So yeah. You got to appreciate the unexpected, though. You know, for, for yeah. like you just said, you know, the, the, the other guy was favored to win by submission, and then... Lo and behold, he comes out and catches him in a rear naked of all things, you know. So, yeah. props to the guy, man. And that was a nasty choke, man. Just watching him tie him up like that and 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 just bend his body both ways while choking him. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> and, and for another injury, this shit was crazy. Like the yeah. fight was good, 
but I wasn't sure how I, I I thought for sure it was going to decision because you know most most woman fights do go to decision when they kind of have a fight like this. Kason looked all right, you know she wasn't doing anything fantastic, but Aldana was pushing the pace like she normally does, but it wasn't. Nobody was toppling the scales on either side, and then you know this scramble happened and stuff, and next thing you know you get this kick and that was, you know that was. The craziest shit I've seen in a while for something Definitely. different. A uh, liver kick from the bottom like that. Like what? How do you even? Yeah. Well, you've definitely seen stoppages from liver strikes before, but that's the first time I've ever seen one where it's a kick from the bottom. Yeah. So that was definitely you know so, something out of the ordinary to happen, something different, and um, it did kind of jazz up that fight because you know as we were watching, it was kind of just one of those that. You're almost like waiting for it to be over so you could get to the next one. But the finish, you know, it, it, that was the payoff. It it ended up being good just because of that. And we got something that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I remember like a few minutes, maybe a minute before this happened, I was sitting there watching and I'm just like, I'm watching this, but I'm not comprehending what's happening here because I just kind of spaced out. And then I go, you know what? I, I need to pay attention. I, I, I want to see what happens in this fight. And you know I'm not that I'm not that uh, knowledgeable about both these fighters, so I kind of was trying to keep myself involved in the fight, so I could kind of see a little more you know in depth as to how they fight. Of course, I can always go back and watch it later, but you know in the moment I was just like, eh, you know I'm gonna pay attention. And thank God I said that at that moment because that's when this happened. And yeah. I, at first I didn't know what the hell happened, but everybody keeps saying up kick, which I mean it is an up kick, but she kind of did like a like a chopping. Like, like an axe kick yeah. from the ground, kind of? Well, and I think a lot of times they they practice that, especially for, like, jujitsu and stuff like that, like trying to throw kicks from the bottom. But to to be able to build up enough force, especially from there, to hit someone and be able to finish them, you know, that it's almost like a freak accident, I think, yeah. you know? And judging by the finish and her reaction after, I, I think she she was kind of surprised herself, you know, how it had landed and stuff like that. But it ended up being cool. And then that that says it right there, man. That's yep. that's going to be her new screensaver moving yeah. forward. But I it'll be hear... cool. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, moving on from this point, it'll be interesting to see how many fighters try practicing stuff like that from the bottom now. Yeah. Just like when uh, I think it was Korean Zombie that hit a twister first. And then all of a sudden you were seeing guys trying to to hit it in fights more often. Right. So, actually yeah. Hit it a couple times. Um, yeah. So we'll, what, it'll be cool to see if that starts happening. Yeah. That I heard. I I heard that everybody's like, oh, everybody's in the gym this Monday trying out this move because apparently, from what she says, she actually practices that move, like that exact thing, kicking somebody to the liver from the ground, because she said that she's never seen anybody do something like that, and. That it was something, and I think she did on accident to uh, one of her teammates. And then she's like, "Well, if I do it on purpose, it'll be even worse, right?" So yeah, exactly. She practices that. I mean, well, and well, usually it's the opposite. You see the the person that doesn't want to entertain any of the of the ground game, just wailing away at people's legs or, or trying to get kicks to the body to the downed opponent. You know, so yeah, it, it was something different, a little refreshing, and that's that's a pretty sick picture right there. It is. I like it. I, I almost forgot I had that picture in there, so I'm glad we we talked about it just right. Right when you said that, I was like, you know what? I remember what the next picture is, and that's a good one. Because, <laughs> yeah, she's just looking at, at her like, I mean, 
fuck you up. What do you want? Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she was curled up. That, that liver. I've never been hit to the liver like that. I don't know if you have, but uh, judging by everybody's reactions, I don't ever want to get hit to the liver, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Fuck all of yeah. <laughs> Especially hanging um, out with you fools, my liver takes enough abuse, so <laughs> I, I don't need any more problems in that in that realm. Yeah, we don't need anything else hurting it from externally, just internally. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. So this is, you know, this is what we were talking about earlier. Um, the leech versus B Rod. And uh everybody's talking about how the leech got robbed. But I think that it has more to do with the storyline, you know, between how sad it was that they didn't let him on stage and just him with the with the suit and all that. I, I think that a lot of that played into people thinking that, you know, he got robbed in general. Uh, as far as the fight goes, I think it was close. It could have gone either way. And I don't think either one of them did anything over the top to show that they actually, I don't know. I don't think anybody got dropped, right? I don't remember anybody getting dropped. No, nothing like that. It, it was entertaining. Like it was fast paced and each fighter kind of had their moments, but you know, I definitely think that the leech got the better of everything. And you know, for, for the part of going into the fight, you know, that you could tell that he was excited and he was fighting and supposed to be fighting a big name. You know, he had probably in his mind, I think this is probably one of the biggest fights that he had. You know, he's probably a fan of Ferguson and, and wanted to show up and do well. You know, if he were watching the embedded show, you know, he it, you could tell that he was jazzed for this event. So I think when you when you have that situation, you're so built up and so focused and you've had your camp and game plan for a certain individual. And then to have that like taken away super last minute, you know, it might've sucked a, a little bit of the life out of him and kind of, you know, changed the way that he was going to approach the fight, how he was going to fight, you know, so that might've played a part into him, you know, maybe fighting a little different and not getting the nod at the end, even though I, I, I agree with you. He, he, uh, you know, it was a good fight, but I, I think the judges got it wrong on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he he did an interview where he came on wearing the jacket that he had from his suit, and he opened it up, and it, he just has a white shirt on under that says robbed. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's playing into it, man. I guess he, he either he heard what everybody said. He seems like a real humble dude. Like, he doesn't look like the oh, yeah. dude to go out there and cause a big fucking ruckus about something. But, yeah, when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's like fuck this man i got security <laughs> either way i'm sure he got paid but yeah it sucked to see him lose like that because you know i mean look at his face man he's like fuck this How yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly that's uh well and then in the reaction you know at, at the post fight when uh rodriguez got his hand raised you could tell he was a little surprised too i don't think he thought he was winning that fight yeah i so, think he was probably just surprised because he was like uh i don't feel like i did enough but maybe I did, and it, he didn't do a ton. I'm not hurt. Yeah, yeah. It was it well, was and ju and I, just just like I was saying for the, for the leech, you know, he Rodrigo's kind of in the same boat where, you know, everything got switched for him last minute, and the fight that he was gonna have, I think, would have been, you know, a, to a totally different fight where he would he would have had to do some different things. So, yeah, it it was an interesting turn of events, you know. I think the way that. I think Rodriguez is a damn good fighter, and, you know, his fights have been pretty impressive before, but I don't think he would have been able to handle Holland with the dynamic that he has. So, 
I think that would have been probably more one-sided fight. Yeah, it was definitely a, a step up in competition for him, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it just, that just Look at his face. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> anyway. Wasn't a bad fight, though. No, it wasn't. Um, it could have been worse, uh, especially being that they didn't know each other that well, didn't prep for each other. It could have definitely been a worse fight. So, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. You know, that's, yeah, you're going to, some fights are going to be great, some fights are going to be mediocre. I wouldn't, I would say it was just above mediocre. It was entertaining enough to, to be above mediocre, but yeah, I, I kind of yeah. wish Malik would have got that win. I think that would have yeah. made his night and everyone else's night better. Nothing against Steve it, Rogers. He's a great fighter and, and a cool dude, but yeah. It was definitely like a mid-card fight. I feel like had this fight materialized normally and was put on an event it wouldn't it probably wouldn't have been high as high up on the card as it as it ended up being just because of how the cards had to play out for the event so it would have probably traded places with the uh johnny walker kucherava fight those yeah should have been up in that spot but yeah uh, like you said the way the way it materialized that that means they they wound up where they wound up at least they fought they got paid um. Now, to the main, main, main. What like Diaz being Diaz, man. This is why I, I picked this picture because it's like that's fucking quintessential Diaz bullshit right there. And I know a lot of people <laughs> hate it, but I think it's funny. And I think that he was doing a lot of that out of pure like Tony looks like he's taking this shit super serious, and I'm over here fucking around, and he wanted to make everybody know that he was fucking around. I got a kick out of yep. when he was standing against the fence like that, and like it was right about the point where it looked like Tony was coming up, and he just kind of throws a kick back, like "Yeah, whatever, get away from me." And then the bell rung. <laughs> that shit yeah. was funny. I, I I saw a couple of people um, just replaying that, talking about it, and I, I was like, "That's almost as funny as uh, Nick laying on the ground posing when he fought Anderson Silva." But Nick, absolutely, is, Nick, Nick was a fool in that fight. Because they, they didn't do a whole lot of fighting. At least this one, there was fighting going on. In it. Yeah. Well, Diaz nailed it before the fight when he said that these guys should have fought a long time ago. Like, they, I, it's kind of crazy that they didn't get the fight in arguably what would have been, like, both of their primes. Because Ferguson, he's another one of those guys that's always exciting to watch. And, you know, even now, he, he's a guy that anytime you see him on the card, you know he's going to bring it. So yeah. he, they should have fought a long time ago and it was entertaining, man. And it was, it was kind of a weird juxtaposition to see Diaz go into something. Cause other than I think the fight with uh Masvidal, it kind of seems like he goes in not necessarily with like uh disrespect for the opponent, but certainly no love. And for this one, he definitely seemed to give Ferguson his props, which I thought was cool. And certainly Ferguson is deserving of that. And then the fight itself, like, it was a classic, like, Diaz fight, man. Like, just a barn burner. Like, both of them were bloodied and banged up. Ferguson's shin got cracked and was bleeding all over the mat. That thing was yeah. like a faucet. And then, you know, you got too. the theatrics. Yeah, it, you know, it, it lived up to the hype. You know, it, it, it was a good one that. Like Diaz said, man, it, it should have happened a long time ago, and I'm glad that we got it. This this was a much better main event 
than the main event that we were going to get. This, this, I was way more excited for this fight than I was the other one. Yeah. And you know what I just thought about? And I didn't even mean to disrespect you this way, but I totally forgot about Shamayev and Holland. I totally forgot about him. <laughs> I, I didn't even pull, I didn't even pull any pictures. And I have them. And I didn't even pull any. And I just realized it. And. Well, you know, for, for that fight, right? I think. Obviously, Chimaev is like a beast. Like he is. There's no questioning that that he's a tough fighter and he's on the up and up and he's a scary fight for a lot of people. But there was some things with the fight. I mean, obviously, with him missing weight, you're not going to gain any fans by doing that. And then like the way that he went about doing the fight and, you know, give him all his props, man, like. Sick finish, took no damage, looked completely 100% dominant. But it was like, you know, he w- he wasn't trying to entertain like anything on the hands or anything on the feet like that. Nothing. Yeah. So did, super dominant. Did you? You know, see great. The the stuff going around about him taking a cheap shot, where they said that Holland was trying to touch gloves or whatever, and that Shamaya uh, just went for the takedown. Yeah, I, I saw I saw that after the fact that they were like and it was I don't even think it was um Holland that was saying that. I think it, it other people that watched the event were saying like it looked like Holland went to go touch gloves and Kamzat just kind of bull rushed him and, and took him down. I would have to backtrack and rewatch the fight to kind of catch that because I don't I don't particularly remember seeing that going down. But I mean, that's that's yet another thing where, you know, he uh, does something that just rubs people the wrong way. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think. I mean, your your goal shouldn't be to be like a fan favorite, but you know, f- fighting is is also a business, and part of that is like doing things for the fans, right? And and winning them over. So I don't know. To me, I see him being like, kind of like the the John Jones of 170, where like you you could tell like he he's talented. But he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, he he just doesn't give it seem to give a shit. Uh, a lot of the problem with that night with him is that too many strikes against him. You know, first the the press conference gets canceled because of him, because everything that happened revolved around him. Now I'll give him credit. I mean, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't start everything, but everything revolved around him. Because of the beef he has with everybody. Yeah. So, and well, I think Holland. He walks around saying, "I kill everybody," so people are going to yeah. offense to that. But I think Holland had said some stuff in in a previous. I I don't know if it was an interview or if he tweeted something, Twitter, yeah. but it definitely rubbed um, uh, comes out the wrong way. And I guess comes out kind of called him out on it when they were backstage, and then everything jumped off from there. Um. You know, the the beautiful thing about being a fighter, right, is if you have a problem with someone, you can fight them. So if that's the case, like fight, you know what I mean? You're going to get to 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 I mean, at, the, at that point, no, they weren't fighting yet. But, you know, you were going to get to fight this guy. So and there's also, your chance, right? What happened between them backstage, which apparently even in the video, it did, I don't know, it didn't look like a kick. It was too dark. It was so dark. Video. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you could see Holland got hit, like, and it, and it wasn't in his face, so the chest makes sense. 
and I couldn't tell if it was a push or a kick. It wasn't very hard, uh, according to how it was seen in the video. So, you know, but that's just what it feeds all of those conspiracy theories because, you know, they get into yeah. shit in the backstage and then all of a sudden they're actually fighting each other. So it was, I think it was just more poetic and, and, and uh, just uh, coincidental in the best yeah. ways that it all happened that way. So, yeah, well, the, the history was certainly there and you could tell that these are, they didn't like each other and that, that always makes for a good fight. So, yeah. so the backstage yeah. shit was strike one. Strike two is missing weight, and that's a goddamn no-no to everybody, even though, again, feeding into the fucking theories, Dana White doesn't even say shit. Like, didn't even say nothing about him missing weight. He goes off and throws a goddamn tantrum every time someone else, especially someone high up on the card, misses weight. Oh, you're fucking unprofessional. These dummies don't understand their job. Blah, 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 blah. What does he say about Hamza? Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. And like, well, and, that, and that's... Yeah, it, there definitely is a double standard for people that are cash cows and people that aren't cash cows, right? So right. people that bring eyes and money, you know, it's it definitely seems like they get a pass where other people don't. And, right. you know, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, I guess if uh, tables would have been turning, it would have been Diaz. Maybe, maybe he would have said a little more because of, the, you know, him going out like he's going out and stuff like that. But. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird, and I think it kind of sucked. So that was strike two. And then strike yeah. three was this possible, you know, bullshit of, of starting the fight like he did. Now, I did rewatch it, and I did slow it down a little just to kind of see. Or I watched a, a slow-mo. Somebody slowed it down. And it did It did look like, you know, Holland went to touch gloves. He didn't really touch gloves. And so Holland went back and, you know, was ready to fight, and, and it looked like it was just so fast that Hamza just jumped in. He didn't yeah. even allow him to throw a punch. So for what? And well, to, to Holland's trail? credit, too, to Holland's credit, too, after he got taken down, it, it wasn't like in he was immediately in trouble. Like, he was scrambling and moving pretty yeah. good on he the ground for a guy ready. that is, like, an absolute assassin when it comes to grappling. Oh. So, yeah, he, he was handling his own. He just, you know, he, he got caught by the better fighter. He I think... You know, I, I want to see Kamzat now from this point on. It's like no no more fights like that. Like he has to be fighting top five guys. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of fights out there for him that are really interesting and that are going to be way more competitive than that. And I think with this event and his previous fight, um, I don't know if like that aura of invincibility is is all the way there anymore yet. I think like they're starting to to appear little bits of holes in his games, and and the the blueprint is starting to come out about how you approach. You know, I'll, I'll say fighting this guy, not not necessarily beating this guy just yet, because he is dominant. If you're top level, then that's for damn sure because Gilbert Burns put it on him. So um, Holland obviously didn't. He he scrambled well. He got taken down once, got back up pretty quick, but yeah. then he got taken down. I mean, he ragdolled his ass, like threw yeah. his ass down and took him down. And well, Kamzat, well, to his credit, too, he t he took away what I think Holland's, you know, best chance for the fight was. He, you know, he didn't entertain any anything with the hands, anything on the feet. You know, he just dove in, got that takedown as, as soon as he could get it, and, and the, the writing was on the wall as soon as he got him on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and then just a uh, Darce choke, man. It was nasty. And, and Holland got out of it, but then 
Mayev just so quickly put him right back into that position, scrambled, got the position again, and and just tightened it up, really. Yeah. I think I I sent you the video, but there was a fighter, and I want to say he fights at 185 that was kind of calling him out. Maybe you could remember the name, but that was a really interesting fight. If if his name comes to me, I'll, I'll... Joaquin Buckley. Yeah. He was on the yeah, th- and he's saying, Hamza, what's yeah. that? Yeah. That could be an interesting fight. So, but we'll we'll see what happens coming up. Obviously, Kamza, you know, he he has some things he needs to figure out weight-wise, but you know, moving forward, he's, you know, a step or two away from from the title. Yeah. I think people see that uh he became a bit of a bad guy. So now they want to call him out because they know all eyes are going to be on him again. Not for the right reasons on his part this time. It's going to be more, oh, I want to see him get his ass kicked. He hasn't lost. I want to see him get his ass kicked. And now he brought more negative attention to him. People are going to call him out even more because they see that little bit of able to, you know, maybe catch him on something because of that Gilbert Burns fight. So you'll have people calling him out. Joaquin Buckley, I don't think, is on the level of Kevin Holland even. So I Mm -hmm. don't know that that would make sense. But I give him props for being out there talking shit and calling him out. Because, I mean, that was a strong call out, too. Like, hey, you may not be here and I may be talking to nobody, but I'm calling your ass out loudly and you're going to see it because yeah. it's online. <laughs> One name I saw getting thrown around attached to him that I think would be a really interesting fight was Colby Covington. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that could be a really cool one. And that one obviously sets up, you know, the next contender for title shot if, oh. if Usman doesn't get the immediate rematch. Wrestling versus that strong grappling mixture of everything that Kamzad does, that that would be interesting. A lot of people might not like it because it's probably going to take place a lot on the ground, but mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting. You see what Hamza does to people. Fucking, he threw around the leech, and now he threw around Kevin Holland. So, but he's yep. a big, he's a big bull. That fucking thing is huge. So, and he's strong as shit. And that's those guys. That's what they do. So, anyway, back to the main event. As we can see, Nate Diaz with the pose because he got that choke in and got the goat. But, uh, I mean, it was I, I, I enjoyed seeing him do it that way, even though it's against Tony and it's a little disrespectful to Tony. But Tony didn't take any offense to it, as you could tell. I mean, he they, they were pretty respectful after the fact. Um, no, I think, you know, for Diaz's part going into it, you know, he's he, he was coming into an event where he – was supposed to be set up to lose. I mean, it was obvious that the UFC was trying to do their part to put him in a situation where he was going to walk away on his, on his last contract with the L. So I think he felt like the world was against him and you know, that fuck it attitude came up into him. And then when he got that win, hell yeah, man, classic Diaz. I'd be jazzed too. If I was in that situation, especially, you know, to, to win the way he did to get that finish. And at, at the two Oh nine mark of what was it round four, I think. Yeah. You know, that's destiny. Yeah. Well, so I, I saw stuff on that, too. And apparently, I, even the replay I saw today, it was more at, like, 207 getting to 208. So I think people fudged that one a little bit. But, dude, even Rogan, like, posted it saying something. Remember, yeah. I showed you that night. I was like, yep. look, Rogan's even on this train. So, I mean, either way, that's people are going to remember it that way. You know, two years down the road when they say, you know, how did Nate Diaz leave the USC? UFC, even if he's back, they're going to be like, oh, he choked out Tony Ferguson at 209. Talk about mm-hmm. good shit, you know? So I was going to ask you, do you remember how Tony got got cut on his head? Because I don't remember what that blood is from. 
I think it was just the boxing. Um, the boxing. Yeah, Nate was putting it on him pretty good. Yeah. I, and they okay. they were they both you know were he he was giving as good as he was getting, but yeah, I think the boxing just caught him. You know, the reason why I asked too is if you notice, a lot of people talk a lot of shit about how much Nate gets cut up and always looks like he got the shit kicked out of him. Not a fucking scratch. Yeah, no exactly. Blood, and he bleeds all the damn time. First round, blood. Second round, more blood. Third round, face full of blood. Not this time. Yep. So, I mean, that, yeah, was, we, that was pretty telling. It, it, it was an interesting fight because it, it, it um showed that Diaz is still very much, it can be still very much competitive against the right kind of opponents. You know what I mean? And he, he still has a lot to offer. There's still a lot of like really interesting fights out there for him. I know I want to see the, um, the the third Connor fight, I would love to see that and how that would play out because it would probably be, you know, the most entertaining fight. The, the yeah. pre-fight leading up to that, everything would be amazing. So yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. I I think um, <laughs> just yeah, just the back and forth between those guys, and then you know the the what what makes people respect fighters. I think a lot of times is authenticity and nate diaz and nick diaz too are 100 percent authentic who they are stocked in 209 west coast gangsters and people respect that man people respect the real nate diaz is real and he's a hell of a fighter and entertaining to watch so you know much love to the guy man i i, I really hope that he sticks around it and um fights smart fights that are good for him and stuff that's entertaining because he certainly deserves to like have himself set up and walk away, you know, healthy and still able to do what he needs to do. I think what's interesting going forward from this fight is what's going to happen with Ferguson and where he goes from here. Cause, uh, you know, listening to his post fight and he, he doesn't want to slow down. So I don't know. He, I think a lot of times with these guys that stick around forever and that are like career fighters that don't really have, you know, a lot besides the fight game. I think that a lot of times they feel like there's, there's nothing else for them. And, you know, that kind of sucks for Ferguson, man. Cause he was, you know, he was dominant in his own right for a long time and, and, and was winning, you know, a lot of great fights. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Yeah. With the injury, with the you know, with the potential fights with Habib every time being canceled, you know he got he got the interim belt, but he could never get to that you know undisputed championship, and that's what sucks. I don't even know I I don't even know if he's actually fought for the complete official title. title. Official title, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, to my knowledge, yeah, I'd I'd have to backtrack to see if he has. But yeah, I think you're correct. Every time that it's come around for him, I don't, th- I don't think it ever came to fruition. Because I think what they tried to do him and, <laughs> you know, because well, yeah, the inter- that's interim. that's a whole nother podcast in itself. Because yeah. a lot of times the interim champs, you know, they they end up being a lot better than the than the actual champs. And we yeah. can we can look no further than uh, how we started this with Tito yeah. and, and Chuck to 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 point to that and and Definitely. friggin' Randy too. So yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that he gets out of this funk. He looked really good against Chandler in the beginning uh, of that fight when he fought him, the, the last fight that he had. So that was another thing about this fight, right? So 
if I'm Ferguson, why were you entertaining boxing with Diaz? Like Diaz has really good boxing for MMA. And it didn't seem like he was trying to go for takedowns. It didn't seem like he was trying to throw like the spinning stuff like he does. He wasn't, um, it didn't seem like he was trying to be as fast paced as he normally is. And again, maybe getting back to the fact that he had a change of opponent last minute, the game plan kind of wasn't there. He didn't get to strategize the way that he wanted to, you know, who, who knows, but he, he definitely looked like um, he was moving a little slower for this one. So who know who knows, you know, if he was dealing with anything coming into the fight, but yeah, he, he kind of seemed a little off. Like he wasn't himself for this one. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that he's lost a step, right? He's not as fast. He, he doesn't have the footwork like he used to, and his, his strikes aren't as, as as fast as they were before. I guess that's yeah. the way to say it. But this is, the thing is, is I heard everyone talking about how the biggest mistake he made was taking Diaz down uh, in the fourth round because he fell right into that, uh, that guillotine. And that's what Diaz does. You know, every time he'll wrap you up and he'll put you in that guillotine. Yeah. So, uh, I think in saying, Ferguson's mind, he probably feels that he's, and maybe wrongfully so, but he, I, th- I bet he probably feels that he's just as good as Diaz on the ground. Right. Well, yeah, so, he's got that 10th minus jiu-jitsu. He's a, I, I don't know. If, I think he's a black belt. So, you know, there's I would assume levels. so, yeah. Um, He was doing good with the leg kicks, though. That's the thing. I just think that Diaz wasn't showing how much that was actually getting to him. But I think if, if Tony would have... There was one kick, moment in the fight where you could tell that Diaz, the leg kicks were getting to him, for sure. Yeah. But then even after that, Ferguson didn't capitalize on that. It seemed like, and maybe because he split his shin, you know, he wasn't throwing those as much. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of respect. A lot of respect for, uh, between them two. So, and, and it's, it's commendable. I mean, maybe that's something that Tony didn't have that in his. Um, maybe he just didn't have it in him to to be at the savage that he normally is, you know, just because of the change of opponent, the respect between them two, and the fact that he's lost a step. He he just looks older now. That hair doesn't help either. Fucking that hair. But I have to say that. Yeah, he's uh... nuts every time I saw him with his fucking hair. <laughs> Yeah, he um there was a couple things in like the embedded episodes too where like you know he he was referencing his family a lot and stuff like that. So I think it I think he he kind of feels like he's getting to that point where it's kind of like I don't want to say like falling out of love with with the fight game or or not wanting to fight cuz I think he's a he's he's a fighter. It's who he is. But I think he might be getting to a point where he knows that he might not be as good as he once was. And it's like, you know, do you want to step into that gate gatekeeper kind of role? You know, do you, do you want to go from being like a main eventer and fighting for belts and being in, in contention all the time to kind of, you know, just being one of those guys on, on the card, you know? Yeah. Well, in order to be a gatekeeper, you got to be somebody that's hard to beat. And he hasn't shown much of that or fights in a row. You know, that, that, that head kick was nasty. By Chandler, and I think that changed him a bit. Like he just looks older, um, and he looks slower. Yeah. So I, and, I hope he turns it around. Well, and it's important to point out too, like the people that have beat him are the best, you know. So 
when when he starts losing to guys that are you know a little lower in in the top ten, then yeah, I think it's time to to you know have that sit down with your team and just you know what what are we doing here you know? Yeah, no, that's a that's a damn good point, and you know we've seen guys come back from worse, uh, you know, and have a resurgence. So he's he's a crazy cat, and I think that there's a possibility. It's important to point out too for this fight. Um, and I think they ended up fighting at a catch weight too. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Or no, what was it? One seventy? No, they fought at one seventy because that's okay. Ferguson. Yeah, because Ferguson, and I think that it's important to bring that up that Ferguson, you know, is is trying to doing things. I think because he knows the, the things that we were pointing out. So I think a change in weight class, him trying to do things like that. It's it's. I think it's he he knows that he needs to make some changes too. And, yeah, you know, whether those work out for him, we'll see. His fight against the Leeds was going to be his first fight at 170. So, see, all these things coming together, man, that's that's what people keep bringing all this bullshit up about because he was supposed to fight the Leeds at 170, first fight ever at 170. Hamzad misses weight, goes to and fights uh, Kevin Holland, who was initially, from the get-go, going to fight a catchweight fight at 180 with uh, D-Rock. So that's weird already. Like nobody mm-hmm. even really mentioned all that in the beginning. I I heard it a couple times, but nobody made a big deal about the fact. Why is it a catchweight at one eighty of all things too? So these are the things that this is why people are going so nuts about this shit. And I understand it, but I just feel like there's no way in hell all of that is true. Some of it is, and it's those are just facts, and those can be backed up. But all this stuff is just too coincidental. And that's why people are, are, are running with this narrative. But, you know, I just think that it was it, the UFC, they're fucking the professionals. You know, they've been doing this for a long ass time. They got the money and they got the power to shuffle things around. So if, you know, they've saved a lot of events because of, you know, injuries and, and other unfore, unforeseen circumstances that have happened at the last minute. So if they can save all these events, unless you're a fucking chump like me, who was going to go to his first fight in, the, in Vegas for 151, and that's the first goddamn event to ever get canceled completely. Fuck you, John Jones. That's all I got to say. You should have fought Taylor uh, Conan and made it a goddamn fight. Uh, I'll co-sign <laughs> instead, that. God damn it, man. So anyway, I think there's only been one other one other event, which I can't tell you which one it is, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about the fact that there's been one other event like that got completely scrapped when it was already in promotion and everything. So, yeah. I don't think it was as bad as the 151 fight, but it, it was definitely something that got scrapped, even though they had planned for it. So, anyway, you know, big ups to Nate Diaz. I hope he gets out there and does the damn thing and, you know, makes some money because I know that's what he's, I know he's about showing that he's a bad motherfucker, but at the same time, I hope he makes enough money to where if he never comes back to the UFC again, that's fine, and it, and I would love to see him back. But even if he does come back, it'll be for good reasons. And I hope you know that all yeah. works out for him. No, him, him, and his brother. I think they both are pretty, um, from what I can see, money savvy. It doesn't seem like you know they're dying for fights to to be able to support themselves. You know, they they get they've put themselves in a position where they can kind of control their own destiny with that kind of stuff. And you know, uh, Nate for sure is gotta be i gotta imagine one of the top 10 earners for ufc ever i know that his name is attached to 
off the top of my head, at least two of the biggest selling events that UFC has ever had. And he's, he's one of those guys, man. People love him. People love to watch him. He brings those eyes. So he definitely deserves it. And then Nick too, man, he's, he's another guy that brings those eyes, you know, people love the Diaz brothers. Yeah, and um, I, I'm hoping the best for Tony, too. I hope he comes back and, and does the damn thing, at least for a little while. I'd like to see him get another win, and hopefully they give him somebody that isn't, like, the top of the top because that's what he seems to be getting. Obviously, Diaz has lost a lot of fights, too, but, you know, it's a big name, and it's a big fight, and it's a dangerous one for him. So uh, hopefully he gets something more of a yeah forgiving fight for him, something that he has a little more of a chance. Maybe that'll get him back in the groove of things I think it's it's all going to be about picking the right fights for him. I think, you know, if, if he if he can get the right fights, he can still make a run. I think he he's got it in him to go one more run. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Well, that's uh. Oh, did we do? Oh, I thought I messed something up right there. That would have been bad. Still here, buddy. <laughs> no, it did it did what it was supposed to, but I got scared. Um, <laughs> these are these are the things I deal with all the time. I'm always like, oh man, did I do something wrong? I got I got these fancy little tools and stuff to help me out, right? But you know, it's still easy to mess something up, and I'm still working through all that because I'm always like, like this one, I was nervous for. I'm like, I can't get it wrong. I don't want to make Patrick look like a fool. It's like I don't want to come to your fucking podcast uh, no more. <laughs> too too late, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now this is fun, man. I I really appreciate you coming on. I good to talk about the fights we didn't talk about anything upcoming but i i mean i hate to be shithead about it but the next fight's coming up there's fights every week so not every card is going to be like a great card and, and this week's coming up it doesn't have a lot of big names it has a lot of potential be potential good fights but nothing no big names um, yeah now the the immediate so, next one, yeah, there there wasn't anything on there that I was overly excited about. I'll probably still end up watching just because I like watching the fights. Um, there's a couple bigger ones coming up though, like 280 and 281 are going to be good fights. Um, just looking at my little notes that I took right now, um, I'm really excited to see. Uh, I think the fight night after the next fight night, we got Cody Garbrandt going against uh, uh, Yaya. I think is how you say his name. Yeah, that that'll be an interesting fight. I kind of want to see. Um, I like Cody. I'm a fan of his. Um, I want to see him do well, but he, he's kind of in another position too, where he he's got to figure some things out. And yeah, those and, are two heavy-handed motherfuckers right there. And if one of them lands in the flush, uh, yeah, that's gonna be one of those where whoever gets off first or gets going first is is probably gonna take that one. Unfortunately for Cody, though. So uh, he can come back and maybe make another run for the belt. But, you know, ugh, those knockouts have been pretty bad. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard it described before as like, you know, chins are like um, cash registers. You know, you can keep stuffing cash into those cash registers and keep stuffing cash in and keep stuffing cash in. But eventually, you know, w once they break and they can't close anymore, that's it. You know, they're, you're not going to be able to stuff any more in there. And, Cody might be at that point, you know. Yeah, just hard, nasty knockouts right there. So yeah, especially, I mean, Ronnie Yaya is not like the 
not like in the upper echelon of things, but he's definitely above mid tier. He's got heavy hands. He's a great fighter, yeah. and he can definitely bring that fight out if they give him the chance to. And unfortunately, Cody likes to open himself up, throwing those, winging those hard, yep. crazy punches that he knocks people out with. Well, I think it, it speaks to like um, how some guys choose to train too, because Cody, I think, is a guy that's gotten knocked out not only in, in fights, but I think in training he gets knocked out quite a bit, especially coming from like the camp that he's come from, you know, the history with guys like TJ Dillashaw and stuff like that. Like the way that he trains, I don't think ha- has done him uh, any favors. Yeah. Well, especially when he first started, because I think a lot of people have gotten a handle on that. Al- team Alpha Male, or now they're called Team Alpha. Mm-hmm. But uh, funny. I laugh because it's one of those things that people get all offended about. What do you mean? It's yep. always been team alpha male. Like whatever. There's females there now. It's cool. Take that back. I, yep. At least that's their explanation. But uh, yeah. So I think they're all like they've all gotten a little better about knowing that sparring like that doesn't do anything for them. It's not the savage days of Vanderlei Silva and Chuck Liddell and well and, and who just beat the shit out of each other. And my boy Vanderlei is in that same boat where he didn't do himself any favors with the way that he was training. You know what I mean? So all those guys, all the shoot the box, the murderous row of people that were, I think it was their goal to knock each other out in training. So every, every training wasn't training. Training was fight. They were fighting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. way to bring it full circle, man. That's the way to do it. Talking yep. up, talking about that shit. So I love it. Um, I don't know. Do you, I mean, you got anything else you want to bring up or anything? No, the only things that I'm looking forward to right now is obviously we got some big title fights coming up with Oliveira and, and Makachev. We got uh, Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw coming up. That's another big one. I'm really, really, really happy that Sean O'Malley is finally going to fight someone. And this is for someone that lives in Phoenix that is finally going to fight someone that's like worth a shit. Yeah, no more gimme fights. So that'll be interesting to see if O'Malley can uh, kind of really be about that hype and see if if, he, if he's really one of those guys that's that good that other name. than that too tell me that name what's that name what sean o'malley yeah who, who's he fighting oh peter yen okay i thought you were purposely avoiding the name <laughs> oh no that wasn't the ones that i was <laughs> there's a couple was, for sure <laughs> i had to fuck with you on that one <laughs> i was like how come he's not saying the name how you gonna call me out, man? Because <laughs> I do it to myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, see. but yeah, and then 281, Adesanya, and Alex. This is the name that I'm gonna fuck up right here. Okay. Alex Pereira? Uh, I've heard it Pereira and Pereira. So, Pereira sounds right. We're gonna roll with Pereira. Pereira. Yeah, we'll go with That's that. gonna be a really interesting fight. Carla Esparza and Whaley's Yang. Uh, and then, of course, the. The one that I'm most excited about coming up, Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. Those are two probably of my current favorite fighters. I'm really a big fan of Michael Chandler and how he fights and how he goes about doing things. His backstory, too, is really cool. And um, he's kind of a great example of, um, you know, people can come from other organizations that aren't necessarily viewed as in the same light as UFC and still be successful and still compete at the highest level. So that's going to be a really good fight. Uh, excited for that's all of those. 281, right? 281, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a great card. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, if you want, jump back on. Do this again for, for the big pay-per-views. You know, maybe next time we do uh, 
you know, a preview instead of a recap. This time it made sense to do either one because while we watched it together, so it was either we're going to talk about what we're going to watch or we talked about what we did watch. We both saw the same thing at the same time. It's different when you're away from each other. You can talk about it when you're away from each other, but when you're yeah. watching it together, it's a, it's a bit of a different thing. So, if nothing else... Well, it'll, it'll give us another excuse to hang out again, so definitely. we'll definitely have to get some more events in. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else to shout out or anything? I mean, I, I, I've been neglecting it this whole time, but look at all that fucking black and white. <laughs> of course you had to represent, you fucking freak. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, keep sleeping on us. And even without <laughs> TJ for these next couple games, our defense isn't nothing to play with. So yeah. Yeah, I, we're going to be all right. This, when we were watching, that's another thing we watched together a little bit of was some football on Sunday versus Seasons. And fucking, I'm over here still sporting my Braves hat, but the season's still going. So, and this is a new hat. Yep. We had to had to keep it going. But yeah, I that's loyal that. loyalty. I respect it. Yeah, I should have thrown on my Colts hat. It, it matches my big Eagles right there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, how long – I was going to ask you, how long are they expecting Watts to be out for? Um, right now the no diagnosis surgery, is I like – no, no surgery. Yeah, they were saying that um, he he tore his pec, but he didn't tear the tendon. So it doesn't look like he's going to need surgery. So they're thinking six weeks, um, you know, me for my part, I, I he's – that guy for us. So I want him to come back a hundred percent. So I hope he takes his time and you know, our defense is good enough that we should be okay without him. Oh, you got beat. I mean, it wasn't just him fucking things up. It was defense. Alex, Alex Highsmith. He's that dude too coming up. God damn. I, every time I turn around, I'm like, oh, he needs another tip ball. Another <laughs> fucking fumble. Not even, not fumbles, but another sack, like sack and sack and sack. I'm like, yep. Jesus, and you still Five turnovers that game. And you still went to the fucking game. Fuck yeah, well, it's it's our offense is is a whole nother question, but <laughs> but you got the yeah. one though, right? Exactly. So, That's all that and, matters. And I, at least you didn't stay tied like my fucking stupid team, which by the way is a cold <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know. Fucking, I'm glad they didn't lose, but Jesus Christ, man, how are you gonna fucking end on a end on a tie? Matt Ryan, what the fuck are you doing? Throw some balls. Yep. No, I, I heard he did pretty well. I didn't watch the whole thing, obviously. I drove for the second half to get my ass back home. But, uh, yeah, that was a horrible drive, too. Ugh, God. Stupid traffic. Yep. Being a bit hungover. Shitty. But that's my fault. We had fun, though. So, anyway. Definitely. Yeah, if you don't got nothing else, man. Nothing to plug? You don't want to? No, nothing else. I did want to say um, thanks for having me on. It was it was a blast. I look forward to doing it again. Make sure you guys subscribe to Big E and the Going Rounds podcast. Hit that like, subscribe, do all those things, and uh, hopefully I'll be back and uh, we'll we'll get to go some more rounds and talk some more fights. Hey, I'm saying I had fun and this was good and I you lived up to it, man. Everything everything held up on your end. Uh, you you had the knowledge and you had the the gab to keep it going. So. Make sure you follow me at, on Facebook and uh, Instagram if I can spit it out here. Follow the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I post all kinds of stuff. I repost all kinds of stuff. So like I said before, if you don't want to follow like 17 different accounts, just follow me and I throw all the good stuff up there from everything, combat sports and all that I happen. So I'm not always on top of all of it, but I'll give you everything that I can. And, uh, yeah. So thanks again, Patrick, for coming in. Every, hopefully everybody enjoyed this. And, yeah, we'll uh, see you next time. Get my shit yep. together, Joe.
quick. And <laughs> then I will say thank you. Peace. Later.